welcome to another episode of What the Chow, your friendly neighborhood non-misogynistic hockey podcast. We are your hostesses. I'm Natalia. And I'm Haley, and it's our first normal episode in a while, and it feels so good to be back. Yes, definitely. We also hope that you guys enjoyed last week's interview. It was so much fun to record, and we absolutely loved learning more about Tyler and his role with the Ducks. Um, If you haven't listened to that one yet, make sure you go back and do that, because it's definitely one you do not want to miss. And also, if you guys have any requests or suggestions for guests that you'd like us to have in the future, shoot us a DM and let us know. We are so open to ideas, and we really enjoyed changing up the format and chatting with someone in the hockey world, so it's definitely something we'll be doing again. For sure. Okay, before we get into the episode, um, I think we have to get one thing out of the way, and that's our Swifty Talk. Because I know it's what the people, aka myself, are dying to hear. Um, how was Nashville? How was the rain show? How was being present for the literal announcement of Speak Now Taylor's version? Like, please spill all the tea. I want to hear it all. Oh, I mean, I, I'm absolutely speechless, honestly. I can't believe that it was real. Um, I think I must have, like, blacked out when she announced Speak Now <laughs> TV. Because I, like, genuinely don't remember singing Sparks Fly. Like, I know that that was the first surprise song. But, like, I couldn't even tell you, like, what it sounded like or what it was like. Honestly, that is a fair reaction. Yeah, it was the shock of the century. Um, (laughs) And, but, like, Girlie can put on a show. Like, it was just... Oh, for sure. Like, literally every second of the show was just incredible and so like coordinated and choreographed and just like it's like start to finish it's just like an experience and then I finally got my rain show which I feel like is just like a quintessential Swifty thing um totally even though the weather delayed it until 10 p.m like this show did not start until 10 p.m and it's a like a three-hour set so she really said meet me at midnight um it was so worth it so worth it it sounds like you had a phenomenal time and while there are very very small hints of jealousy within me because you were there for the announcement of my literal favorite album I forgive you I'm glad you were there in person because I think it was amazing (laughs) for you it was it was definitely great (laughs) okay we do have a whole lot to catch up on so it's going to be a little bit of a rambly episode this week um instead of focusing on like one big topic we're going to be chatting about a handful of things that we've been wanting to talk about um we also might be introducing a brand new super cool segment so stay tuned for that yeah very exciting um starting off with our news just a little disclaimer there has been so much going on in the league since the last time we had a standard episode with a news segment. So we're mostly just going to catch you guys up on everything we've seen lately that hasn't got a whole lot of coverage. I mean, you know not to rely on us as your number one hockey news source. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we are not the ones. (laughs) Yeah, but we're just going to cover some stuff from other leagues and then one little piece of NHL news as well. Yeah, so starting out with the IHF, the IHF Men's World Championship is currently occurring in Finland and Latvia. The U.S. and Canadian teams have a lot of familiar names on their rosters, including Alex Tuck, Kevin Fiala, Sammy Blay, and Milan Lucic, just to name a few. Um, All of the Team USA games will be broadcasted on NHL Network, with ESPN Plus covering the remainder of the games for the tournament. And for our Canadian friends out there, um, all of the games will be shown on TSN, so make sure you guys tune in for some great hockey. 
Yeah, and speaking of IIHF, the United States took home the gold in the men's U18 World Championship in their game against Sweden. Both teams played incredibly well, and it went into OT. Um, Ryan Leonard's goal ended up being the deciding factor that led to Team USA's 3-2 win. So congrats, Team USA. Love um, for them. Yeah, it's great. Um, and in some PHF news, um, since the PHF doubled its salary cap, doubled its salary cap Jeez. from 750k to 1.5 million last year we're seeing several female hockey players signing six-figure contracts in the offseason for the first time wow yay <laughs> the connecticut whale officially has four players with six-figure contracts which is very exciting huge moves are being made in women's hockey like that's so so cool talk about stuff we absolutely love to see yeah <laughs> that's becoming my catchphrase but for real news this week is giving us a reason to say it so definitely um in ahl news the calder cup series is currently ongoing um for those of you guys who don't know the calder cup is the playoffs for the ahl um as of recording they're currently in the division finals so um we're waiting to see who will be going into the western conference championship um, the Rochester Americans and the Hershey Bears have made it into the Eastern Conference Championship, um, but we'll keep you guys updated as the playoffs continue. The future is looking bright for the Caps because the Hershey Bears is our affiliate. What a cute name for an AHL affiliate. Isn't it so cute? I love it so much. Please tell me that they have an adorable mascot. It is. It's a cute little bear, a little brown oh, bear. We love that. <laughs> <laughs> so cute i think it's a better name than the americans what a weird yeah name. i don't know could we not have been a little more creative although i guess we have a team called the canadians in the True. nhl so i True. guess we can't be too mad at it <laughs> um moving on lebanon has defeated kuwait by a score of nine to four to claim the arab cup championship as the best team in the arab ice hockey federation thought that was Super cool i didn't cool. even know there was an arab ice hockey federation so we promised you guys we would talk about different leagues on this podcast, and <laughs> here we are. We delivered. Okay, um, jumping into some NHL news as promised, there's not a whole lot of news that you guys probably don't already know, um, so we're going to get more into what's going on in the playoffs a little bit later, but um, here's a little tidbit in case you guys hadn't heard it yet. Um, Gabriel Landeskog of the Colorado Avalanche will likely miss the entire 2023-24 season after undergoing knee surgery. Um, it's unfortunately going to be his second missed season in a row. Um, I'm really, really glad that he had the opportunity to win the cup before his injuries took over, but we're hoping it's not something that's career ending for him um, and wish him all the best in his recovery. Oh, poor guy. That's got to be so heartbreaking. He's such a solid player. I've he had him is, in fantasy yeah. for, I like I had him the season before the year that they won the cup and he's mm -hmm. so, so good. Um, underrated pickup for sure. And just yeah. a great great player all around so it's a bummer to see him out for so long yeah wishing him the best for sure and of course we have to talk about the draft lottery that happened on may 8th i know we're a little behind because we had those two weeks without a regular episode but we needed to talk about it because lottery is in air quotes because that is a generous term because it is very clearly rigged I mean, you're telling me that Chicago loses two of its biggest players and therefore a chunk of its market, and then they happen to get the number one pick? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. just, just hours after receiving the number one pick, 
the Blackhawks sold $2.5 million worth of season ticket plans, including 500 new ones. Like, it seems to have worked out really well for the NHL, exactly how they wanted it to, but, like, don't call it a lottery when it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I, these are the moments when I wish that we were a video podcast so that you guys could see how heavily I'm rolling my eyes right now. <laughs> um, they don't even, like, bother to pretend to pick the lottery balls out of the wheel in front of us anymore. They just have that, like, janky, predetermined stack of logos that they printed out at their local Kinko's for, like, 89 cents a pop. <laughs> like, can we not, like, can we not do better? <laughs> like, not to mention the fact that they can't even hold them right side up. Like, I don't know if it's, like, I don't know if I should laugh. I don't know if I should cry. Like, this, <laughs> it's a lot to take in for the poor little Ducks fan who had the highest odds. Yeah, the the upside down Ducks logo really said, like, F you Ducks. Like, it really <laughs> put the nail in the coffin. I won't lie. And then they, they posted a video after the draft of Gary Bettman, like, picking out the ping pong balls to show oh, that geez. it wasn't rigged. Like, Talk about covering your ass. Like, <laughs> like NHL draft and rigged were both trending on Twitter after the fact. We all know NHL. Just, like, do better. <laughs> this is exhausting, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love the random, like, Taylor lyric slide in there. Of course. Proud of you. Proud of you. Um, Okay, realistically, I'm honestly the most salty because the last time the Ducks missed the number one spot by one pick, the first player to be drafted that year was Sidney freaking Crosby. Oh, no. Um, All I'm saying is, Gary Bettman, you better sleep with one eye open, sir, because I am in your walls. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what did we, I, what did we do to deserve this? Truly. Truly. Didn't trade away two of your big players. I mean, I guess. did we? Yeah, that's true. And we aren't we know. aren't in that kind of market. I understand. I get I get where he was coming from. Um, I knew we weren't getting a number one pick, even with the odds on our side, because it's just so clearly rigged every year. And I actually would have been so delusional to think otherwise. Um. Let's be realistic here, guys. Connor Bedard was never going to the Ducks in spite of the wishful thinking going on on this podcast. Um, Needless to say, this draft is so deep, and Adam Fantilli would normally go number one any other year. So when the initial sting wears off, you really can't be mad at picking number two. I mean, Fantilli is really damn good. Like, he won the Hobie Baker this year, and if you don't know, the Hobie Baker is – the award that's given to the top player in collegiate hockey each year. So, like, he's a really, really strong talent, and I think he'll be great if he ends up on the Ducks. Yeah, same. I mean, we know this because we've seen it in years and years and years in a row. Like, drafting a player is always a shot in the dark, and sometimes you look back and you're like, why did they draft him at that spot? Well, like, there's no way of knowing. Like, you never know how a player is going to do – you never know what their rate of success is going to be. You don't even know how well they're going to gel with your team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that the last time we used our pick for a Hobie Baker winner on the Ducks, it was Paul Correa. And um, now his number is in the rafters. So my Ducks fans know how well that worked out for us. I'm not mad at Fantilli. I'm really not. <laughs> Clearly. Um, so the Ducks got the number two pick and then the Capitals got the number eight pick. So 
I'm content. I mean, we're content. I think it'll be good. It'll be good. Top 10 picks can't really ask for any better than that. No, definitely not. So we'll see what happens. We'll see how it all plays out. Yeah. It'll be exciting to see. Mm -hmm. For sure. It's coming up before you even know it. And you know what? We'll say a prayer for Mr. Connor Bedard and pray that they have someone on that team on Chicago who's going to get him some McDonald's because I think he deserves some. Yes. He deserves all the McDonald's he wants. Truly. (laughs) I think he deserves a lot for trudging through living in Chicago. Yeah. But that's all I'll say on that. Okay. Anyways, (laughs) moving on to our um, next rambly topic. Um... I think we owe a lot of hockey players an apology. Um, A long time ago on this podcast, we talked about how both Mitch Marner and Jason Robertson were on point streaks, and then in their very next game, they lost them. Um, Whoops. (laughs) So we kind of joked back then about jinxing them, but then we kind of just kept jinxing people, specifically in our Stanley Cup predictions episode, which Um, if you haven't listened to, go back and listen to that. But yeah. Shameless plug. (laughs) love it here for it we did say back then on i think that was like gosh like episode like three or four or something it was a long time ago um we said that we were gonna stop talking about players and their streaks in order to make sure that we don't jinx them anymore and that seems to have worked pretty well but like i guess we're not allowed to talk about how anyone is a shoe in for winning anything either (laughs) because we jinx them too I mean, like, we're both on the record saying that there was no shot the Bruins would lose the cup. In fact, I think Natalia said something like, the cup is theirs to lose. Oops. Whoops. <laughs> and I also said that Avs and Bruins would be in the cup final matchup. And I said, if anyone can break the President's Trophy curse, it's the 2023 Bruins. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> um, no. I think I said that it would be Oilers and Bruins. Um, yeah. could not have been more wrong. My um, poor Stanley Cup bracket has never looked so incorrect. Oh, gosh. My, I think mine was done after the first round. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I think we both also said something about how incredible Olmark was, and then he got pulled for Swayman, like, literally the next day. Um, and then Vanacek was our player to watch as well and um he also got pulled so yeah we're um, not doing too well (laughs) we are so sorry everyone i guess we just shouldn't talk about anything good on this podcast because the opposite nearly always happens i think the nhl script writers must listen to our show (laughs) i think they must listen to our show and then go let's make the other option happen so we're gonna try something out can we jinx the Canes here, okay? The Canes are going to win the Stanley Cup. Yes, they are. Yes, like, they are. It is their year. They have amazing players like Sebastian Ajo, who's going to score in every single game. Yep. Because he's just so good. Just and so many hatties for Ajo. They're going to sweep. Yeah, exactly. Okay, glad you agree. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. I hope we don't have any Canes fans that listen. We're so sorry if we do. Apologies to the Canes fans. They don't need us. They don't need our help. <laughs> They're perfectly capable. Yeah. Okay. Um, moving on to our next little rambly topic. We're going into the third round now, but we 
pretty much entirely missed the second round because we've had random weird episodes for a couple weeks. Um, but we have to talk about the commercials because it wouldn't be us if we didn't. Um, my favorite one that I've seen as of late, and they haven't been playing it as much, but um, I think they should. Um, there's an iPhone 14 commercial with P.K. Subban and Joe Thornton in it, and I just love how silly it is. Um, if you haven't seen it, it starts with the two of them basically walking at, around an outdoor rink and looking for Subban's missing tooth in the dark. Um, and they're, like, using their iPhone 14, um, like, flashlights to find it. Um, Thornton finds it, and when Subban puts it back into his mouth, it's not the right tooth. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is, like, gross at the same time, but it's really funny. Um, I don't know what about it, like, cracks me up every time, but I just feel like it's super cheeky humor, and it feels like it's very on brand for the two of them. Um, so yeah, I think it should get more airtime, and I feel like Apple always kills it with their commercials, especially, like, their collaborations with NHL players. Like, we've seen some really good Apple-NHL tie-overs in the past. Yeah, there were the the cool ones where the, I think there was, like, a Marner and Matthews one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was, like, a... Flurry and Stone, maybe, I when Flurry played for Stone. Vegas and, like, doing some cool hockey shots on their iPhones and stuff. They're really cool. I actually hadn't seen the commercial that you're talking about, like, the P.K. Subban commercial. I, you said they, like, aren't airing it much. I literally have not seen it on TV. I had to look it up on YouTube to yeah. know what you were talking about. I mean, I think I've seen it maybe mm, three or four times total. They should it's a bummer because it's, it's good. Cute. Yeah. And That's there's funny. a whole slew of commercials we really don't want to see 5,000 times. So yeah. if they replace those with a couple of these, I'd be happy. <laughs> um, another incredibly sweet and heartwarming Stanley Cup commercial came out. Um, it was out for Mother's Day. So I don't know if they're still playing it, but they were playing it quite often for a little bit. Um, but if you missed it, it features various clips of players' moms, at, like, right after their sons won the cup. They're, oh. like, crying. They're hugging their sons. They're in shock. There's one mom that, like, drinks beer out of the Stanley Cup, and all the teammates are cheering her on. Aww. It's really cute. And then that classic Stanley Cup ending hit you right in the feels line is, you don't raise the cup without the woman who raised you. Thank you, uh. hockey moms. Oh, it's so cute. And, like, the playoff commercial writers deserve a raise because they just come up with the best things to do with the cup. Those one-liners, I'm telling you, are so good. <laughs> They're so like, cute every time. I, I don't know if – I don't think we'll make it all the way to Father's Day because that's, like, a good month away yet. But I, I don't know. I hope we get some other really, like, cute, heartwarming ones before the playoff season is over. Yeah, it's, maybe we'll get a new one in, in the final round. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, me too. Whoever's making those commercials, if you're listening, please make one. <laughs> and come on and talk to us about it. <laughs> yeah, for that would be awesome. That, that would, would be, be really so cool. fun. Okay, um, we know this isn't a commercial, but since we're discussing things that we're being subjected to hearing and seeing 5,000 times while watching playoff hockey, what is going on with that weird like mariachi type music that espn plays right before they cut to the commercial um i don't know if that's like a thing and i'm missing something because i don't watch other sports so i don't know if there's some sort of like inside joke going on but it seems so random yeah it's really weird and 
I it was also played during the NFL draft. Like I just happened to hear it when Okay, so it's a thing. The draft was on, so I feel like we must be missing something. Like please let us know if we're yeah, missing something. Tweet us, DM us, please explain why they're playing that. Because and... I'm so confused. Like what does this mariachi sounding trumpet have to do with hockey? <laughs> I have no clue. And it's like every single commercial break, yeah. too. Yeah. They were playing it in someone's arena the other day, too, right? Didn't we have oh, that? Or yes, am I going we insane? did. Yes. I don't remember what that? game it was. Was it the Leafs? But... Oh, gosh, I don't remember. Oh, gosh, I don't know. Don't quote me on it. But, but someone I was remember, playing it in their yeah. arena. Yeah. It's very strange. Very strange. Please, Please explain it to us. Please let us know if you know, because we're genuinely very concerned and confused. Yes. <laughs> All right, so we're in the third round, so we kind of want to update our new picks for the cup, um, since clearly we were very wrong in our first ones. Um, Things have changed, and RIP to our brackets. (laughs) Um, So we thought we would give you a little update on our new predictions now that the final four teams are solidified. Um, So I think the final matchup is going to be Vegas and Florida. Which would be really fun hockey to watch. But since we seem to have a tendency of jinxing people, hockey gods, hear my cry. (laughs) Do not let me jinx these teams because I genuinely want to see Vegas and Florida in the finals so bad. I just want entertaining hockey. (laughs) Um, I actually second that prediction. That's kind of who I'm expecting to go to the final. Um... I think beyond just my wishful thinking, that would be far more entertaining than any other combination. Um, I also believe Vegas and Florida have what it takes to beat their opponents. Please let me see the Kane's downfall, please. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm sorry, but Stars hockey is boring. It is. Like, I have not been nearly as entertained by their games as I have been with other teams in the playoffs. Like... Pavelski and Hints are exciting to watch, but otherwise it's just like, eh. And listen, like, I know that the second round is known for being a little bit more boring, and it was. Yeah. But I, I haven't found the stars interesting the entire time. Uh, oh, even in the first round against Minnesota, it was just kind of like, eh, eh, <laughs> Yeah. So, I agree. Um... Okay, since we're on the topic and our final cup predictions are obviously not going to happen now, um, who do we think is going to take it? Oh, man. It's really a toss-up. Like, I feel like I could honestly flip a coin and be satisfied with either of those teams winning. But I think I'm going to go with Vegas. Okay. Because they have some incredibly solid and reliable players, as well as a rotating lineup of impressive goalies. So I feel like they have a new goalie every game. (laughs) There's just, like, always someone new. Plus, I would just genuinely love to see how the city celebrates, because I know that it would just be massive and so much fun. Like, they'd be day drunk, night drunk, all the drunk. Like, those players would go hard. Yeah. I mean, if anybody knows how to party and knows how to celebrate, it's Vegas. 
Yeah. Um, so I definitely see what you're saying about how cool it would be to see Vegas take it solely because of how all out they'd go if they won. Um, between the two of them, I honestly would not be mad at either of them winning. Yeah, I will say I'm sort of rooting for the Panthers because my former Ducks, Montour and Mahura, ended up there. And I think it would be really cool to see them win it. Um, that being said, I'm really not all that invested either way, um, which is kind of a blessing. I'm very grateful to not be invested <laughs> either way. Right. Um, but I think going based on who I think will actually take it, um, rather than who I just want to win it, I'm going to go with Florida. Um, I just think that they have what it takes, especially with Bobrovsky killing it the way he has been lately. Um, I think, like like we just said, it's going to be a really exciting series if it ends up being that way. Um, yeah. I just hope it goes, like, seven games. Like, I'm not ready for hockey to be done yet. So, <laughs> right. fingers crossed for Let's that kind of match. drag everything out as long as possible. Agreed. Agreed. I'm not ready to succumb to the very, very boring life that I have when hockey doesn't exist. <laughs> Mood, honestly. Yeah. I also think, I think Florida winning would be just like a super exciting storyline. Like they weren't even supposed to make it past the first round. Yeah. Like it, people were like, oh, Florida, like that's cute. And then like to see them make it this far is just so so cool so if they won like that would just be like the ultimate underdog story would we call it like under cats because they're the panthers <laughs> yes <laughs> absolutely they're the undercats we're rooting for the undercat win here <laughs> i love that <laughs> there's the dad joke of the episode yeah has to be one every episode so a couple of episodes ago i kind of gave a spiel about all the jerseys that I would buy under <laughs> certain cup winning circumstances. Um, the only one left is that if the Golden Knights win the cup, I will buy a White Cloud jersey. And that's simply because I think that's a super sick last name and I would love <laughs> to have it on a jersey. Um, but I've also decided that if the Panthers win the cup, I will buy a Montour jersey. So I had to put that on the record here, and Natalia is grinning like a child in a candy store. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'll save you guys all of my Montour's amazing rambling, and I won't say I told you so now that everyone is seeing how great he is, but I will say that I am very, very, very proud of myself for getting Haley on the Montour train with me. Listen. I'll leave it at that. After watching him play, I was like, oh, Okay. I've been saying. I see where she's coming from. I see where she's coming from. He's a really great player. So if the Panthers win, I'll buy a Montour jersey. Um, I simply refuse to buy a Stars or a Canes jersey, and I'm not sorry about it. Don't be sorry about it. <laughs> I'm not sorry either. <laughs> There's no reason to be sorry here. You're not sorry. I'm not. Nope. Okay, as promised, we have a new segment that we're introducing. Um, hopefully, it'll start becoming a regular thing. We're going to be calling it our Women of the Week, a.k.a. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, we've been chatting off the record about how women's hockey needs so much more coverage, and because we have a platform, we figured we should use it to our advantage. Um, so each week, we're going to be highlighting at least one amazing female hockey player that you should know about. This week we have three, and we honestly could have made them our three stars, but we thought it would be time to start off this really cool, new, fun segment. 
Um, so our first woman of the week, I really hope I say her name correctly, is Chala Chalik. She was the first person from Turkey, male or female, to play NCAA hockey. Um, she just graduated this year, but she played for Lake Forest College in uh, there in Division Three. Like she's the first person ever from Turkey to play NCAA hockey, which is like so cool. So, so I was cool. like perusing her Instagram the other day, and she just seems so cool. Like yeah. I really want to be her friend. She does. <laughs> she does. She's cute. Okay. Our second woman of the week is Morgan Stickney. She's a 15-year-old goaltender that was selected in the 2023 WHL Prospect Draft by the Portland Winterhawks. Um, She was the 215th overall pick in the 10th round, which made her the first female American-born player to be drafted in WHL history. Um, With that, she also became the second-ever female player to be chosen in a WHL Prospect Draft. Her selection came only a year after defenseman Chloe Primorano became the first female to be selected by a WHL team when she was drafted by the Vancouver Giants in 2022. Wow. That's so awesome. 15. Yeah. 15 is crazy. Like, I can't imagine, like, thinking back to me at 15 being drafted by a sports team. I don't even know what I was doing at 15, but it sure as heck was not that. (laughs) I was doing musical theater. That was my thing. Oh, (laughs) yeah. You know what? I was a musical theater kid for a little while, too. Love that. I made the, like, costumes. Oh, that's fun. Because I have no talent on a stage whatsoever. So Uh, they were like, oh, you want to be around the stage? Here, you let's just have you make costumes. Okay, cool. I was a chronic ensemble character oh (laughs) not the ensemble because i can't sing i can act i can dance okay i cannot sing to save my life so always in the background anyway oh oh no (laughs) it was fun moving on to our final woman of the week linda sinrod was inducted into the guinness book of world records as the oldest female hockey player at 82 years old yes 82 she is still playing with the capitals women's hockey league wow like 82 i i I know we were just talking about what we were doing when we were 15 i can guarantee you that at 82 i will not be not be playing hockey no um probably also not making it into the guinness world records book no by any means (laughs) <laughs> definitely not but i do love how versatile we are here we're going from like 15 to 82 real quick we really just cover it all <laughs> as because women are great women are amazing they really are so, at any age we love it women up shout week. out to women <laughs> wow <laughs> okay and with that we're moving on to um everybody's favorite segment can i ask you a question yes um I've got my uh, ducks hat here. Oh, the tan ducks hat. The tan ducks hat. A legend in the collection. <laughs> okay. Um, if you played hockey, what position would you play? Us just saying, we're not going to be playing hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> um, I would play equipment manager. <laughs> That is not an answer. <laughs> okay, assuming I could skate. 
Okay. I feel like I'd want to do... I feel like I'd want to be a defense woman. Oh, okay. Because you don't have as much pressure on you to score, but then when you do score, it's very exciting. (laughs) It's like, whoa! That's a great pick. (laughs) Great answer. So I think I'd want to go with defense. I think, like, if I was picking the position I'd like to play, I feel like it'd be really fun to be a goalie, but... I think everybody knows that I do not have the kind of stamina required to be on the ice literally for the entire game. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Let's let's go with a forward. Let's. I'll be a forward. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to be a center. I'll be a right wing. We'll just pick right because I'm right-handed. <laughs> okay. Really have no reasoning for this choice here. <laughs> um... I just like goals. I think it'd be fun to score them. Okay, moving on. Next question. I could, okay, genuinely, I could never be a goalie just because I think I'd have a heart attack because oh yeah, if I'm just watching the goalie, anytime the puck comes near them, I'm like, Ooh. I feel like I'd be a good one solely because I don't want to get like hit with it. So I'd like swat it away to not get hit. <laughs> You'd be like. Just, like, arms flying around yeah. the whole game. Yeah, I'd be, like, the flailing goalie. <laughs> but I'd be good. Sure. Ish. Yeah. I'd probably be better at that than I would be at scoring anything. I can't even shoot a puck. True. Anyway, next question. Yeah. I think the conclusion that we've come to from that one is that neither of us will ever be playing hockey. Uh, nor no. should we be. No. Okay. This is a fun one. We're going back to being fans, <laughs> um, which is what we should stay <laughs> as. Okay. What do you remember about your first hockey game? Ooh. My first hockey game was, I want to say, 2018, maybe? No. Okay. 2017, because the Caps won the Cup in 18. And I was a fan before then. So it must have been 2017 was my first hockey game. It was a Caps game. And it was against the Jets. And it went into shootout. Which I thought was really exciting for my first ever game. I knew nothing (laughs) about hockey. I was not a hockey fan at this time. Um, But I was like, oh, like this seems fun and exciting. Like they're going to like. So the the people that I was with kind of explained how shootout works and all that stuff. And I was like, Oh, oh that's so fun. And then the caps lost, but it was still fun. <laughs> we were way up in the 400s. So you get like the big overview of capital one arena. And that's kind of where my, my hockey fandom started. Who's going to go back and tell that girl that you have a hockey podcast now. She'd be like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> What's a shootout? <laughs> That's really cool, though. Yeah. Like, that makes me so excited because it's, like, all of the fans that are becoming fans now or, like, recently became fans. Yeah. Like, you don't know where they're going to end up. Maybe they'll end up having a hockey podcast one day, too. Or, like, doing something cool related to hockey. Very, very, very cool. So Very cool. It was a fun game, even though the Caps lost. It was a good time. Oh, we love that. I'll be honest, I don't really remember a whole lot about my first game because it was a very long time ago. Um, I don't even really know how old I was. I'd have to check and ask my mom. Um, 
I do remember one very specific thing. Um, I got a little teddy bear at Aww. the Arrowhead Pond. It was a Ducks game. Um, and I named it Paul after Paul Korea. <laughs> and it had this like little um, like black duck shirt that basically I ended up putting this little bear in the like my mom drove a hatchback um, Saturn at the time. Okay. And I put Paul in the little, like, I don't know what you call it. Like I'm the, not good with cars. Like the window part? Kind of like the window. You know how when, like, like old cars used to have that little platform, yeah. like, right next to the window? So yeah. I stuck the teddy bear there. Okay. And um, the little black shirt that he was wearing turned, like, light brown because the sun, <gasps> oh no, like, bleached it <laughs> and made it like that. And then his poor little head was, like, bashed in and flat because he, he's – I still have him somewhere. I don't know. If I find him, I'll po- post a picture of him on our Instagram. But um, poor little Paul went through it. Aw, that's so cute, <laughs> but though. But that's, like, my only recollection. Clearly, I wasn't as enamored by it back then as I am now. Um, big fan of Paul Korea, I guess, too. Which Clearly. Love that. Oh, that's so Love cute. That that's a really so. cute story. <laughs> that's all I've got for you. <laughs> Aw, little baby Nat at her first hockey game. Leave it to me. I, I would still go get a teddy bear if I had the opportunity to get something at the team store. Right? Same. They're cute. <laughs> They're cute. Probably would still name it Paul. Okay, okay. Last question. Oh, okay, okay. We're not we're not staying hockey here. Oh. Okay. Um I like this one though. What topping is the most overrated to put on burgers? Bacon. I know your answer. <laughs> Bacon. <laughs> I this is my hot food take. I hate bacon. I don't know why. I think it's disgusting. Do not put it on my burger. I don't love burgers to start <laughs> with. They're fine. I'll eat them. But do not put bacon on my burger or on anything else. It just I don't know. It just ruins everything. I don't hate bacon. I'll be honest. I prefer turkey bacon, though. Oh, really? That's a hot food mm-hmm. take. Yeah. I think it's better. It's less greasy. Yeah. Gets crispier. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Um, I guess mine would be, and it's a little bit of a hot one, because I feel like they put it on pretty much every burger. Um, not a fan of tomatoes. Oh, on really? a burger yeah i like and i'm i'm i tend to be one of those people who's like just hold the tomatoes take them off but if they do end up on there which sometimes they do it like makes the entire taste of the entire burger taste like tomato really and it makes it soggy it makes the bun all gross and sticky and tomatoey. Huh. not a fan do not put a tomato on my burger actually don't put it on like my sandwiches either Oh, I like tomatoes. No. No. When I order- You can have my tomatoes. <laughs> okay. Perfect. When I order a burger, I usually just order it. Like, if I go to, like, McDonald's and I order a burger, I get it plain. Like, I get p- bun, patty, cheese. That's it. You don't even have, like, sauce on it? Not usually. Is that not disgusting and dry? No, I don't think so. Okay, I can't, like... When I say tomato on a burger, I don't. I'm not talking about ketchup. Like... Ketchup's got to go in the burger. My other hot take is I don't like ketchup. <laughs> I I like it on certain things. 
Okay. I like it on certain things. Like, I like it on a hot dog. I like it with... It's not my favorite thing to eat with fries, but I'll eat it. Yeah, I don't know. I like a plain burger, except at In-N-Out, which I've only had once with you. I did like <laughs> the the spread that came on the burger. I was like, people are going to come after you if you say anything bad about In-N-Out no, 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 and no, no, spread. No. I loved the spread. I got. I did get bun patty cheese spread. That was That's very, the way to do it. That was That's very, what very I get tasty. <laughs> I and you just can't mess it up with like the lettuce and that. Like I don't want a salad. That's not what I ordered. <laughs> don't put that on my burger. Exactly. That's how I feel too. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're we're like Lou from LAP with the hot food takes today. Feels very Lou coded. <laughs> Shout out to Lou. <laughs> Okay, um, moving on to our hockey history this week. Um, We're recording on Thursday, May 18th. Um, On this date in 1986, Brian Scrudland scored the fastest overtime goal in Stanley Cup playoff history when he beat goalie Mike Vernon just nine seconds into overtime to give the Montreal Canadiens a 3-2 victory against the Calgary Flames in Game 2 of the final at the Saddle Dome. Um, he still holds that record. Wow. All these years later. Nine seconds. That's wild. That's quick. That's so fast. That must have been such a relief to the Canadians fans at that time. It's like, oh my gosh, overtime. I'm so nervous. And then boom. Okay. <laughs> We're done. Can you imagine the like utter defeat of for the Flames though? Oh, like, Yeah. That's just sad. That's pretty bad. <laughs> I wonder, I'm very curious to see, and maybe I'll go check to see if that was off of a face-off. I feel like it had to be nine seconds in, right? I don't know. Yeah. Um, Our second piece of hockey history in 1973, Bobby Orr of the Boston Bruins won the Norris Trophy as the NHL's top defenseman for the sixth straight season. Holy moly. It was the first time in league history that any player won an individual award six times in a row. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's really nothing else to say there. (laughs) I knew Bobby Orr was good, but like, that's crazy good. (laughs) Yeah. That's That's incredible. Can you imagine, like, I feel like probably after the second or third time, anyone that was in the running against him was probably like, well just give it to bobby (laughs) there we go (laughs) oh man okay um moving on to our three stars of the week um we're gonna start out with sergey bobrovsky who recorded 50 saves which is the most in a series clinching game for the florida panthers he also became the second goaltender in panthers history to have a 50 save playoff performance nice He's killing it. Yeah, he totally is. I'm excited to see him playing in the as as their playoff run continues. I think he's a great asset to the Panthers. Definitely. Um, our number two star, uh, Joe Pavelski, made history by becoming the oldest player to have a four-goal playoff game at 38 years old. He has definitely shown up for the Stars after being injured during the first round. He scored these four goals in game one of the second round, then in game two scored the game-winning goal on the power play to help the Stars tie the series. Um, He has been a huge factor in the Stars' success in this postseason and will hopefully continue to be a playmaker in the Western Conference Final. 
I don't know what it is about Joe Pavelski, but I just have the biggest soft spot for him. Like, I just think he's just, he's just the best. Yeah, he is. I, the first time he really came onto my radar was during last season's NHL All-Star. And oh, yeah. I just remember seeing him doing stuff and I was just like, oh, I was like, I just like him. <laughs> he's just a wholesome guy. He is. Yeah. Honestly. It's nice to see him thriving yeah. and doing amazing things. For sure. Still, at 38 years old. It's very impressive. Love that for him. Okay, our number one star this week is Jonathan Marchessault. Um, he scored a natural hat trick, a.k.a. three in a row, all in the second period of game six against the Oilers. This is his second career playoff hattie, and it helped lead the Golden Knights to their 5-2 victory and to clinch the series. Love to see it. We love that. We love a Hattie. So many good stars. So many good Hatties. So many good goals. Those are our favorite things. We love goals. <laughs> we love goals. We've said it before. We'll say it a million times. <laughs> I think that's, that's our, what our, that's our other catchphrase. Yes. I think our merch should say, we love goals. <laughs> so true. So true. <laughs> All right. That about wraps it up for this week's episode of What the Chell. Thank you so much for listening. As always, please subscribe on whatever podcast app you're listening on and leave us a rating and a review. You can follow us everywhere at What the Chell Pod and interact with us, DM us, tweet us. We love to hear from you. And thank you so, so much for listening. We hope you have a great week enjoying the playoffs and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.